we're all in pursuit of something. Our dreams, careers, even love, or just overall happiness. Along our individual journeys, it's vital for us to connect with other everyday, relatable people so that we can be inspired and even challenged to stay the course and remain unwavering in our pursuits. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unwavering Pursuit, the podcast, episode one. I am your host, London Reeves. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And before I even jump into uh, who I am, let's talk about what you can expect from this podcast. Um, Unwavering Pursuit is going to feature everyday people who I happen to find fascinating, and hopefully you're going to find them fascinating too. Um, they'll be coming from all types of various backgrounds with a range of experiences, both personally and professionally. Um, and by you choosing to listen and subscribe to Unwavering Pursuit, subscribe to this podcast, Unwavering Pursuit, it is my hope that you will have a deeper understanding of self, um, a stronger connection with others, and that you'll be inspired by the stories that are shared. Um, I thought it was pretty important for me to share my own story on how I'm in pursuit uh, myself. And I figured we kick things off with about 2015. Um, I've been, I, I'm from a smaller town in Florida called Fort Pierce, population around like 60,000, um, born and raised in Fort Pierce. And it's been my dream to live in Atlanta. And I've been living now in Atlanta. That's where I currently am living in Atlanta now for a little over about two and a half years. Um, at this point, um, it's been my dream to live in Atlanta in like a major city, um, for probably about seven or eight years or so, probably like somewhere around like the 2010s, 2011. And, um, but I didn't really know how that was going to happen. Um, so I guess let me backtrack a little further even. So I started working, I've been working since 13, but I started working a full-time job, um, when I was just days after turning 20. Um, so I felt like I was still 19 years old, but days after turning 20, I started working a full-time job and I was with that organization for 12 and a half years. And in my last year of being there, um, I realized that it was time for me to do something for myself because I constantly put my career, my profession, my family, my friends, my uh, my mentees before me to where I didn't even take time off from work. And I had this bank of about, oh gosh, had to be at least somewhere around 15 weeks worth of vacation time um, because that was this was during the times where organizations allowed you to just roll over your vacation time. Um, and so I did. Uh, I didn't I always felt like I didn't have time to take off. I had things to do. Um, so, but around March, 2015, I was on Facebook one day and I saw a post that said, a friend had posted, um, a, a picture or infographic that said how you can travel the country and hit just about major, every major U.S. city. And I said, I'm going to do that. Um, for years prior, I had asked my friends like, oh, let's drive from Florida to New York or let's drive from Florida to Cali. And nobody bit. Some Everybody was like, no, I don't want to be in a car that long, you know, yada, yada, yada. And what I took from that and what I realized is that, you know what, if you wait on other people, you'll be waiting forever. So when I saw that post, I immediately in my spirit, my mind, my, my instincts and intuition kicked in and said, you're going to do this. And so without even knowing exactly how much I had already saved up, how much time or vacation I had, um, I knew I was going to do this. And I started making a plan on which cities I was going to hit. How like what route I was gonna take, 
in which order, what date I was going to leave. And so I told my immediate family, uh, my mother and my sister. Um, and then, you know, as time got closer and time went on, I started telling a few more people, like a handful more of people. Um, but I do remember the closer it got to my trip, I left two days after I turned two days after I turned 28, which would have been August 15th, 2015. And um, the week of, I remember almost getting discouraged from doing my trip. But that's the beauty. And when you start letting people know that you're going to do something like this, um, you can't back out. You can't back down. Um, I did a 43 day adventure road trip in my car, solo dolo. Um, around the United States of America, and I tiptoed into Mexico and Canada by going to Tijuana and Toronto, respectively. 43 days in the car on the road, just me and God. Um, you know, I had an amazing time. Uh, some of the most beautiful drives. I feel like between Albuquerque and Phoenix and Phoenix and Vegas was like the best drive. There was a bridge when I was going to like Mississippi that my hands were like uh, sweat. My palms had like were sweaty around the steering wheel because it was such an incline that I was so nervous. And I I don't even get nervous with heights, but for some reason that particular bridge had my palms sweating. Um, but just so many different cities. You know, I, I took a helicopter into the Grand Canyon, to the center of the Grand Canyon. Um, one of the most amazing experiences. Just the air that I was breathing just felt just so. I guess almost exclusive in a, in, in, in a way that I knew not many people have or would experience that but everybody if you can you should and especially when it comes down to the road trip like I know a lot of people wait for retirement to take trips like that but I highly encourage you if you have the time and the and your finances allow even if it's not a 43 day adventure because I'll tell you the truth one truth about that shortly um but if if it's a if it's a five day if it's a seven day if it's a 10 day if it's a three-day weekend you know if it's a 21 day do whatever you can, but I highly encourage you, instead of always flying directly to your destination, get in the car and drive and see how beautiful our country actually is. I know everyone lives for that, that, that IG, that Instagram, you know, international passport post, but it's some beautiful spaces and places right here in our own country um, that I feel like everybody should take an opportunity to take a look at. Now, the reason why I say that 43-day isn't for everybody because even for myself, there came a point where I was like, okay, I'm kind of ready just to get it over with, get it done. Um, because it can be lonely on the road. You do miss your family. You do miss your friends. And yes, there's FaceTime. Yes, there's phone calls, but it's still not the same of having them right there with you physically in the flesh. But nonetheless, my last stop um, was the city of Atlanta. So I stayed in Atlanta for five days. I actually extended my stay by a day so that I could watch my namesake my cousin, who's named after me, Little London, um, watches football game. Um, but so this time, though, I had been to Atlanta numerous times um, prior to me doing this road trip, this road, this adventure, this journey, this byway of London. Um, and I knew I wanted to live in Atlanta at some point, right? Um, but I didn't really quite think it would be as soon as it ended up happening. Um, I thought that I needed to stay with my local. My local organization had a, has a corporate office here. Um, and so I knew I wanted to work at the corporate office. Um, but I thought I had to continue rising in the ranks and climbing the ladder locally before I could make the transition to our corporate office. Um, and so when I stayed in Atlanta during the Byway of London adventure, I, instead of staying in a hotel, 
I ended up getting renting like a studio, kind of like an Airbnb before Airbnb was like so major as it is now. Um, but renting a studio apartment to where I could get a real feel of what it would feel like to live in Atlanta. You know, I went grocery shopping, uh, walked around, kind of by myself, just really enjoyed myself by myself almost in a sense. Um, and I knew that I wanted to live here for sure. Like it, it just it just underscored that I wanted to live in Atlanta. Again, especially coming from a smaller city in Florida, um, Atlanta just had so much access. Um, and I feel like opportunities, right? But I didn't see it happening for myself to probably closer to my 40s. And I was fine with that. Um, I could just come and visit, you know, from time to time. I have numerous friends up here um, who I could hang out with if there was an event going on or something as such. So nonetheless, I left Atlanta with, you know, no expectation to come back anytime soon. And so when I got back to my hometown and, you know, eventually ended up going back to work after all this time off after what they call it a sabbatical, <laughs> um, I get back to work and I realized that even while I was gone, my team rarely calls me. And even if they call me, it was just to see how my adventure was going, not because there was an emergency or something happened or they needed my opinion before making a decision. Um, so I got back and realized that they didn't need me anymore. Um, I had did everything that I sought out to do. Um, in that position. And so I felt like it was time to be uh, promoted or seek a higher level, be elevated in some sense. And unfortunately, there were no opportunities available. Um, so I ended up actually, let's be fully, let's be fully transparent because I'm going to expect my guests to be fully transparent too. So I vividly remember on January 20th, 2016, um, I was summoned to my manager's office um, so I go there and I basically um, was told that I needed to make a decision on whether or not I wanted to be with the organization. Um, again, it's me having a fully transparent moment. Um, and I was told that numerous times. And it was because I started, I wasn't doing as much as I once did. Um, and I guess it was noticeable, but I was still going above and beyond my job description. But it is what it is. Um, so I decided rather than to have someone make a decision for me, I'm going to make a decision for myself. And I believe that in that moment, um, that's when I know for a fact that I took control of my career and um, the maneuvering that would take place. Again, me and God, <laughs> you know, we got this. Um, so I remember getting home that evening after the meeting, thinking about things through my head, discussing it with my mother and my sister on like three-way. And I said, I'm going to quit. I'm going to resign. You know, after 12 and a half years, I'm going to leave. And I'm not going to say which one, but one of them tried to talk me out of my decision. Um, but I was, I was deciding to walk away from a full-time job that paid me well with benefits, uh, with no real, I had no real plan, but I knew that January 22nd, yes, two days later, was going to be my last day. Um, I did not give my team an opportunity to plan anything for me. I didn't want anything. I didn't want a exit interview. I didn't need any of that. I just knew I was done. Um, and so I left. I quit. I had built enough of my name in the community, thank thankfully, to where people were reaching out. Um, I was able to work a few contract jobs here and there. Um, but things just kept happening. So what happened shortly after I resigned, um, but I do remember, though, when I submitted that email, um, when I submitted that email, I remember waking up the next morning, that Thursday morning, and that was the best sleep I had had, um, in years. I don't even know that, that still might be the best sleep I've had in my life that I can't remember. 
because I, I just knew that when I woke up that Thursday, I said, I only have to go back to this job that I've had for over a decade today and tomorrow. And majority of that's going to be me packing up my office. <laughs> um, but it was just such a, a freedom and calm, I felt like, in my spirit, knowing that. Um, so a few weeks after I had you know, been unemployed <laughs> from, a, from this full-time job, um, a tragedy struck my family. We lost our matriarch of the family, my big ma, grandmother, for those who don't know what a big ma is, but my big ma um, had a heart attack at church one Thursday night one Thursday evening and she spent some time in the hospital was transitioned to hospice and she um, began her journey um, there and so I was fortunate in that sense you know God works in mysterious ways I was able to because I had quit my job I was able to line my time up to where I could sit at hospice you know with her with my other family members and just be present without worrying about calling out from a job or let my manager know where I was or checking in. I didn't have to do any of that. I didn't need permission from anyone. Um, but definitely was a tragedy um, for us all. So time moves on and I do, again, work, pick up jobs. I even to where I um, interviewed on a few positions for a few positions in neighboring counties and cities. And there was one that I actually advanced to the second round. And I knew Something in my spirit told me, you know, when I was sitting on, I think it was a Wednesday when I was told I advanced to the second round and that my interview would be the following Tuesday. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, by that Friday, I ended up calling the organization back and asking to speak to the hiring manager who was unavailable. So I spoke to the, you know, receptionist. Um, and I told her that I wanted to withdraw myself from the second round of interviews. And she was a little bit caught off guard and, of course, confused. And so she asked me, well, do you have something, another job lined up? And I was like, no. I don't, which I truthfully did not. And she was like, okay, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't have another one lined up, but I am sure that I want to withdraw myself from the from the interview, from the second round of interviews. And she was like, okay. I was like, you know, it's just I just I have to go with my gut. Um, by way of London, my road adventure, if at no other time I was in tune with my intuition, that adventure put me so in tune with myself, my spirit, to where I know was the right next move or I listen to it. I'm able to hear um, what my intuition is telling me. Um, so I withdrew myself from that interview, from that round of interviews. And so that Monday I was working a job and I got a phone call um, from a company that I had not applied to, had not sent my resume to, any of those things. And they said, hey, we received your resume and we were wondering if you'd be interested in coming in for an interview tomorrow, which would have been Tuesday. And I was floored because, one, I just canceled an interview. Two, I didn't send y'all a resume, but if you have it, I'm coming. And, of course, I went that Tuesday to the interview. Um, did well. Um, this seemed like a great group that to work with. It'll be like a four-month contract type situation. And I left, ran to the mall. And by the time I was getting back in my car from the mall, I got a phone call saying, you know, offer me the position. Of course, I gladly accepted. Um, so I accepted the position. Um, it was supposed to last until the early August, from like mid-April to early August. Um, and because of that, though, I still wanted to make sure I secured the bag, as they say. So I was still, you know, people were sending me um, job postings. There was one for like the fire department to be like an instructor, um, not a fireman, because <laughs> there's a lot of training, you know. Shout outs to all the uh, firemen and law enforcement officers out there. Um, but just be like an instructor on like um, fire alarms. And so, you know, I went home and, 
you know, got my presentation together. We had to do a presentation and I was just so confident that I was going to rock this thing out because I was going to be presenting to kids. And I'm very familiar with youth development and youth programming. Um, and so I went to the interview and I thought it went great. I thought it was pretty good. I'm like, I had this in the bag. Um, my presentation went well. I didn't fumble, didn't stumble. You know, I had a little extra kind of games and things and I didn't get off with the position. And I was just completely confused. I was like, I don't understand. You know, I, I don't, I saw the other candidates, you know, and my ego started coming out at that point. I saw the other candidates. I know I did better than them. Their presentations couldn't have been better than mine. Um, that's, I was ego tripping at that point um, because I knew I need to make sure this, this job I'm currently working is only going to last to August. I need a job with benefits. I need a job with a salary because these are the things that I'm used to and accustomed to. So nonetheless, um, I put my tail between my legs and, of course, went back to work, <laughs> went back to work. Um, and again, a great opportunity with that company and organization. I could not have survived Q2 and um, I couldn't survive Q2 without um, that opportunity. But nonetheless, uh, a friend of mine, family friend, was moving, uh, Clarissa. She was moving, leaving Fort Pierce to go to Texas. Went way to take went to Austin, Texas, and for her born voyage party, um, I was ex happy for her, but even a little bit like um, inspired because it wasn't an envious or jealous type. Of, but I would say inspired for her. Do I remember saying to her like, you know what? Saying to myself while hugging her, like I'm so happy for Carissa. You know, one day I'll be able to, you know, leave Fort Pierce too. And, um, you know, I don't have kids. I don't have a partner or a significant other. You know, I'm going to be able to just pick up and go to. That's so awesome that she get to do this. And the following week, I was at my contract, my four-month contract job. And I used to get there early in the morning because I was going to the gym, working out. You know, I was just real focused at that point. So I was getting like 4.30 in the morning, going to the gym and making it to work by like 7.30. And so I heard a whisper and y'all gonna think I'm probably a little crazy, a little loony, but stick with me. Follow me. Picture it. Sicily. No. <laughs> but I heard a whisper and it said to get online and check the um, corporate website for my previous organization. And the corporate office again is in Atlanta. So I check it and I check for like other local opportunities, you know, throughout the country, you know, but I only wanted something that would have been at a higher level than what I had already experienced. Right. So I wanted to be something in admin and administration. Didn't see anything. So I said, well, you know what? Let me just, you know, amuse myself and um, check the corporate corporate opportunities. And the very first posting there, I was like, I clicked onto it. It was posted that same day. Now, mind you, like I said, this is like 730 in the morning. So I don't know exactly when it got posted, if it was like an automated type thing. But I read the job description and I said, I can do this. I know I can do this. I would be great at this job. I know I can do this. And so I said, OK, I'm going to apply to it. So, you know, I got off work later that afternoon and said, OK, um, I need to start getting my update my resume again to make it, you know, of course, centered towards this specific position um, and just get, get prepare myself. And so I ended up submitting the application. Excuse me. I ended up submitting the application online through like the portal. But I had already previously applied to a position um, a local position somewhere else. And so it was like the same like database type situation where it was all like preloaded, pre-filled. 
And so when I went to upload my resume, thinking I was going to the next screen, it actually submitted a previous resume from like the year before. And I was like crushed. I'm like, no, like, oh my gosh, this resume is not even like related to this job description. So I was just feeling some type of way, starting to stress. Um, And so I remember, I believe that was like July 4th or something. I think like July 4th was on a Monday or something or a Sunday. And so when it submitted, I said, okay, fine. You know what? So that Tuesday... I was at work and said, you know what, when I get home tonight, I'm going to like create a new account with a new profile. I'm going to submit the right resume. So I get home that Tuesday, open up my laptop, sit on the couch. And I said, you know what, London, you need to let go and let God. If that's the resume that was submitted, if a year old or a year and a half old resume is what was submitted, just let go and let God. And so again, here's where your faith has to kick in. Or if you never believed in a higher power before, let me help you believe. So I was driving. Um, I was visiting a site for my contract job. Again, the four-month contract job. This is on a Wednesday. Um, visiting this site and left. Got on I-95 to head back to my office. Um, and I got a phone call from a 404 area code. And so for those who are familiar with Atlanta, Georgia, you know that the area codes here are 678 and 408. Four zero four, and so I said to myself, "Well, it's who would be calling me at like nine in the morning from a four four area code?" Yeah, I have a few cousins and pe- people up here, some family members, but I have their number stored. If anything, um, so I answer and wait for it, guys. <laughs> Mind you, now, this is the following day of me saying I'm going to let go and let God, and I closed my laptop bag, did not. Resubmit a resume or create a new profile or any of that. I answered the phone, I said hello, and the person on the line says, Hello, may I speak with London Reeves, please? I say, This is he. She says, Hi, this is heaven. Heaven calling from, and then she said the company's name and the corporate office, and I literally could have burst into tears. You know, I immediately thought back to me saying the night before how I'm going to let go and let God and for the person, for the recruiter to call me and the person's name is literally heaven. Heaven rang my line. Heaven was on my line. Um, I knew in that moment that this is the right thing from me hearing that whisper, you know, a week and a half, two weeks before, just completely out of like the seed was just planted into my mind to pull up the corporate office website, you know. And heaven rang my line and said, we want to set up a phone interview with you tomorrow with um, the talent acquisition person, director. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm game. Da-da-da-da-da. So, of course, I'm super excited. I'm driving on 95, getting off at the exit. I got tears about to start rolling down my face because I know, like, this is it. This is it. And I start going through the process of hazing is what I'm going to call it. Because uh, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was being hazed. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. Um... But after all of that, um, after like seven types of in between, like three or four phone interviews, an in-person interview, like two Skype interviews, um, I was offered the position. Um, But not only was I offered the position, the position that I saw that was posted that same day that I heard that whisper, that same morning it was posted, having rang my line, um, the position when it was offered to me, was almost at double. You practically can say when you factor in the benefit, it was at double what I was making at the local organization that I had 
stepped out on faith and left because I knew it no longer was for me. Now, it took six months, about six months for me to, maybe closer to seven months. But I guess the fact of the matter is like I gave up on the dream, right? So I felt as though I had to continue climbing this ladder locally in order for me to get to the corporate um, ladder in Atlanta. And when I quit, when I resigned, I literally remember saying, well, I guess I'm giving up on the dream. And then seven months later, I found myself walking the halls of the corporate office being introduced to my new colleagues and to my new team. Um, And then even the fact that I was based here in Atlanta, the city that I wanted to live in for almost a decade at that point, um, I could have been based anywhere. We have regional offices in Chicago, New York, L.A., and then my supervisor, my manager, and my other teammate at because it was only three of us, they were both based in Dallas. But I was being based in Atlanta. Now, when we talk about your life sometimes, things, well, the universe will conspire for you to win, baby. 2015, 2016 was just proof of the pudding for me. Proof of the pudding for me. Um, I was being relocated to Atlanta, and it wasn't going to cost me anything. Um, And I was at my my dream job dream city dream job my dream life was coming true um and so i say that to say like when it comes down to just unwavering pursuits if you have a dream you have to go for it and sometimes the path that we may take they're going to be detours and those detours may seem like you are going through the mud the hell the sleet the snow everything you may, may it may be so dark you can't see your hand out in front of you so it's not making any you don't even know if you're still going the right direction it's not making any sense, but I'm here to definitely say that from my own story alone, it's so important that we remain unwavering in our pursuits because um, what's meant to be, will be, and there's nothing and no one who would keep you from where you're supposed to be. Uh, so stick with me, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Unwavering Pursuit. Um, this is episode one. I guess I could, I, could, I could give you more, but I decided that I'm going to be doing also mini episodes to where I'll be talking um, and giving y'all just a little more tidbits of like my own life experiences in between the episodes of our featured guest that will be coming up. Um, the frequency is to post weekly into the podcast, but monthly with a featured guest. Um, so this is episode one. I am the guest. I am London Reeves and I am your host of Unwavering Pursuit the podcast. And again, uh, this podcast will feature everyday people who are fascinating in their own rights, uh, all coming from various backgrounds with a range of experiences, both personally and professionally. Um, So by you again, choosing to listen and subscribe to this podcast, I truly believe and I truly do hope that you'll have a deeper understanding of self, a strong connection of others, and even that you'll be inspired by the stories that are shared. Uh, Thank you all so much. Episode one, I'm going to go ahead and sign off, and I will see you all soon.